Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What is this, Jim Rome Show? Jim Rome's pump-up song? Yeah. <laughs> Clones. <laughs> uh, More pump-up songs. So our, uh, our outstanding our theme today is uh, pump up songs song that you would play to get pumped up to uh, play in a sporting event. So it's one of the four Danettes. Hmm. I'm gonna go Fritzy on this. Marvin. No. No. Okay. Who wants to take blame? I mean, credit for this. Paulie, okay. Welcome to the jungle. Now, I didn't play sports to play Welcome to the Jungle, but if I would have. Again, archery, you don't oh. listen to Welcome to the Jungle <laughs> beforehand. Do you listen to, like, uh, Enya? Say, or, yeah, Enya. Yeah, like, yeah, you want to get a real... Very mm-hmm. chill, very mellow. Lower your heart. Get ready with your the archer. But I think that's a great pump-up song. Okay, when did pump-up songs start? When I was a kid, the first one I remember at sporting events like White Sox games were We Will Rock You by Queen. We are the champions. We will rock you. That seemed to be a it, – it, it, sports took that song. But that was back in the early 80s? A little earlier maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe 80. 80, okay. Did anybody play a song – when when did uh, Sweet Caroline? When did uh... <laughs> so good, so good, so good? But that that's a seventh inning stretch for Red Sox fans. Is there another one that you can think of that predated Queen that you're playing and you remember as a pump up song? And we're talking about in an arena or a stadium, Paulie. Maybe maybe some ACDC songs like Hell's Bells. I don't know if they were used at sporting events, but that late 80s, late 70s ACDC, hmm. I think they got some run. Yeah. You got one, Seaton? Thunderstruck is a good one. For Thunderstruck. Sure. Um, you know, I remember, it's obviously not the first one, but is there a difference between a pump-up song and a walkout song? Like Mariano Rivera coming out to enter Sandman. Is that a pump-up song? It's kind of like it's setting the mood, right? His pump-up song. Yeah. But then Yankee fans got pumped up when they knew he was coming into the game. Not so much a pump-up song for the opposition. They're, they're about going- to go to sleep, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, Todd. Then it devolved into like the incentive song when someone gets knocked out of the game. Na, 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 as the relief pitcher gave up a home run. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz with available digital light technology. It's so smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all mercedes Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE dash SUV. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe the audience can help us out with that. The first real pump-up song you remember hearing when you went to a sporting event. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Say good morning. Those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, the great folks at uh, Premier. Devontae Adams, the Raiders, wide receiver in an hour from now. College football with Rick Neuheisel in the final hour of the program. Soccer tonight, our girls, Team USA against Vietnam. I think Team USA 
favorite, it's six and a half goals. If you take Vietnam, you get six and a half goals. And then you have uh, Lionel Messi making his debut tonight. Is this considered a friendly? What, what exactly is this tonight for Lionel Messi making his debut in the Messi MLS? No, they're doing, it's like a tournament between MLS teams and uh, the Mexican Liga, Liga MX. Um, oh. They have like a sort of interleague tournament. Mm. Um, that's called Leagues Cup. And okay. so it's just, you know, like a in-season tournament. Okay. It's cool, though. It's a great place to make his debut. Yes, Todd. Is Vietnam that bad or the women's team that good? That seems like a lot. I don't follow a lot of soccer, but we always say that's like a one goal is like a touchdown. So they're supposed to just win by like 40, 50 points, the USA? They would, they would be winning by almost 49 to nothing. That's a little disrespectful to the Vietnamese. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. I'm glad that you're standing up for the Vietnamese. Six and a half? Come on. Yeah. Okay. One and a half is fine. What do you have? So you're taking Vietnam in the six I think and a half. I would. I just think it's disrespectful. <laughs> you put 100 on Vietnam to win, you'll win 4,000, Fritzy. That's a, something to Ooh. consider. That's a bold. Well, no, he's taking the six and a half goals. Oh, he's betting on USA. No, no, no. He gets Vietnam plus six and a half. That's gutsy. So wait, how does that work? I got the over on. Well, <laughs> how do how do I win money if I put a hundred? Okay, let's see. Puts a hundred on Vietnam, not to win outright. The and money the US on. only scores five. Yes. Then you win four thousand dollars. No, no. If Team USA scores six, then you win because you have six and right, a half. USA goals. has to win by seven goals. Yes. Least, right? What are the odds that we figure this out? I don't know. I, I, I know for sure you could put a hundy on Vietnam to take them down. And but that's win, straight up. Yeah, win four That's the money line. Okay, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> Let's be clear. The Vietnam's not winning that match. They're just maybe not going to well, lose by seven hold goals. Hold on. Is it no chance or low oh, chance? Oh, you never say Whoa, no chance. No yeah. chance, low chance? Yes. Let's go. Yeah. And you know what Alex Morgan would say. Imagine, like, the head coach of Vietnam is using this as bulletin board, like there's a, <laughs> there's a booker on the Dan Patrick show. Uh, by the way, the uh, Commanders over-under this year, win total, according to DraftKings. Anybody want to take a guess? Todd, I'll start with you. I'm going to say eight and a half. All right, Seton O'Connor. Seven and a half. Marv? Nine and a half. Holly? Nine. Six and a half. Whoa. Six and a half. How, how okay. are they getting worse? <laughs> I don't know. They're eight, eight, and one. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, more insulting six and a half. Uh, Vietnam against the U.S. women's team like or that. the commanders? That's your poll question. Ooh, okay, <laughs> both six and a half. Yeah, which is more insulting? Um, I'm going to say Washington six and a half. You do? Yeah. I think I think Vietnam has a better chance than Washington does this year. Are you taking Washington and the six and a half? I'll, or no, are you taking Vietnam and the six and a half? So, yeah, uh, man, if I could just figure out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to get on the phone with a bookie and parlay Vietnam and the Washington and Commanders. And Washington Commanders. Yeah. For the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Look, can we do that? Is that possible? I can. It's a gateway drug for me. <laughs> no, I, there's, well, there's other degenerates yeah. here who can oh, make that Dil happen. Dylan. All right, I'm going to put $100 on that parlay right now. Okay, you're going to take over... So tell you got Vietnam plus six and a half tonight, and you have the Commanders over six and a half wins. The Commanders have to go at least seven and ten. Thanks, Todd. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to talk to when we get when we go to break. I'm going to talk to Dylan about exactly what it is that this means. Okay, uh, but I'll put a hundred dollars on. That would be sick. Imagine if that came in. Well, uh, Todd, why don't you <laughs> why don't you uh, let Dylan come in there? Dylan, come out here and sit in Todd's chair, and then he could explain this. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Todd, go do some research there and get some coffee and take out. Yeah, you know how do you realize this is going to sit know, with him for the I, next four I, and a half years. I know, years. I know, I know, I know. That's so valuable that all of a sudden Dylan can just take my spot. I don't have enough microphones there. So Dylan, our graphics guy, degenerate gambler. And hey, Todd's not a gambler. Hey, uh, uh, so Dylan, explain <laughs> this to us. So Vietnam getting six and a half and the commanders over under six and a half wins. Yep, so you want to parlay them? <laughs> yeah, we want to. Can we parlay that? By the way, people are going, oh my God, Dylan does sound like Seton's impression. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, I don't know. I think it's pretty sick. It'd be pretty cool to parlay them. <laughs> All right, so um, how, how does it. Okay, so I think that the. Um, what I'm saying is the, the commanders will win more than six and a half games. Yes. And, and Vietnam won't lose. Vietnam will lose by less than six and a half goals. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you want Vietnam plus six and a half, and then commanders over six and a half wins. Yeah. 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 I have to check on DraftKings if they even have the Vietnam spread. I know you can just take No, I, I have it. You do? This, according to DraftKings, okay. I got uh, six and a half, minus six and a half for Team USA, and then uh, they sent me the over under at six and a half. 
I'd have to say I love Vietnam straight up in this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that line's going to shift. Yeah. Yeah. Move the needle. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you could parlay that. Right. I don't that, see why not. All right. Why don't you I'll do go, that? Don't. We can. We want you to do it. All right. I'll go do a little uh, homework in the yeah. back. You're not doing anything else back there. No, I was actually uh, looking at DraftKings when you were talking about it. Okay. Let's well, see if you can put down $100 for Seton on there. I'll right. just Venmo you. Yeah. yeah all right. All right. See you guys. By the way, uh, Dylan, uh, the podcast that uh, is not ready for radio uh, is ready for podcast. It's Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. Shay and Irving and Dylan and Bad Larry, they were on fire yesterday. You can download it, the latest episode. Um, These guys are the real deal, too. Like, they bet on anything that moves. Yes. And, like, if they, they were, could- okay, this is what happened yesterday. There are odds on whose cocaine was left in the White House. Biden versus the field? No, Biden and uh, Joe Biden and his wife, Jill, are at the bottom. Oh. But it's like 150,000 to one. Hunter of the field. But they, you can bet on whose cocaine it is that there's actually odds for that. That does seem like a reputable sports book that's taken that. And they, and they, of course, were picking out who they think the you know, cocaine belongs to. <laughs> like, is it somebody from the LSU National Champions or the Kansas City Chiefs in there? <laughs> you know, just There's probably 25 people that they're going, that could be their coke. Yes, Marv. Every time when we do that show, I feel like Jim from the office. I wish there was a camera just so I could look straight into the camera. Oh. Whenever they say something. <laughs> yes. Because Marvin is there. Marvin's recording the podcast, the gambling podcast. And there are times when I'll look over at Marvin and he'll just be shaking his head. Or like, wait, what did they just say? But it's uh, go to DanPatrick.com. By the way, sign up for the newsletter because next week, I'm not sure which day, if you're signed up for the newsletter, letter, you'll be able to order the tailgate moonshine. I just talked to uh, our distributor, and we should have it ready to go next Monday or Tuesday, I'm hoping, for the latest and first come, first serve. When it's gone, it's gone. Watermelon. Yeah. Watermelon. Man, and it and is good. I don't even like watermelon. Yeah. And this tasted great. Yeah. Yes, Pauline. I got a couple of notes in from people about first pump up songs at sporting pump events. Up, pump up. I got two people who sent me "Rock and Roll" by Gary Glitter, yeah, which well, is a song I don't know that. But that well. was in the eighties with the Bulls. Oh, okay, but that, <laughs> Bulls were early on that pregame production stuff. Yes, but I'm trying to figure out was there something prior to that? Because yes, Gary Glitter, "Rock and Roll" Part One and Two. That was na 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 hey na 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 right. Wasn't, isn't that yeah that was that played song? during sporting events. wait what's that that did kind of like uh, yeah that's, that's a, i think that's called like the chicago bulls intro song or something like that i don't think it has a real name oh dun, it dun, 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 dun. and in guard yeah, right right number 23 yes paul uh the chicago bulls theme song is done by the alan parsons project there you go oh, all right alan is that i robot <laughs> alan parsons project i robot checking yeah. Yes, Todd. When did they start? Isn't that what we just said? Is that that like, song? That's literally what we just said. Is it really? I thought that was different. Hello, Todd. Here we go. Yeah. See, this is this scary glitter. This is rock and roll part one and two. Of course, Gary had some issues, personal issues. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gary did have yes, some. Yes, he did. Gary yes. had some things. Yes, he did. That's good. It's good pump up. Right here. Give it to me, Marvin. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> you got somebody getting in their car, you know, driving to work. People going to work fired up <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Let's go to work. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Todd. So what would be the cheesiest and most annoying song that you've heard in Arena over the past 10, 20 years where it's like enough of that one? Sweet Caroline. Like I, like, no, I, I like Neil Diamond, but, you know, I do, it's like, okay, great. You wouldn't put Who Let the Dogs Out ahead of Neil Diamond? Um, if they even play that anymore. Cause that's yeah, I don't know. I, I know that that's going to be played at Fenway. I know that. I don't know who let the dogs out and when that's going to be played. And I always go back to when SportsCenter had a house band. Yeah, Baja Men in studio. Oh, was that painful? Because I'm thinking, we have, we have a great show. 
And all of a sudden, somebody goes, how about a house band? And I go, why? And they're like, no, we could get the Baja guys in here, boys in Baja here. Guys. And I go, no. <laughs> and if we're going to have a house band, can we get somebody bigger than the Baja boys? Uh, how about the Stones? <laughs> the Stones. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're Sports Center. The Baja who let the dogs out? And we would go to break, and then we would come back from commercial break, and they'd be playing, and I'd go, Horny. what am I doing? What am I doing? As in the dream job era, I remember. Yeah, and then we had the dream job where somebody oh, was going to be a yeah. sports center anchor, Mike Hall, who, to his credit, has become a, a very good sportscaster. But I remember I had to do the show with him when he won. And I'm thinking, I've spent like 30 years of my <laughs> life to get here. He won a freaking contest. He gets to sit here on Sports Center. Yeah, Seaton. You know what's probably the most unlikely sports anthem I could think of? Like when this person wrote the song, I bet they had no idea it would be sung in stadiums of every sport all over the world. Yeah. Uh, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Hmm. I bet Jack White had no idea that it would be literally every single sporting event. Does a Crowds are singing it. The PA's doing every sport everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you write something and you think it's going to be anthemic. Uh, but I, I'm going to guess Freddie Mercury, when he was doing that, was playing it knowing it's going to be played to a stadium. Yeah. Because musicians... Too big. Yeah, I bet when, they, when you first hear this, you're like, oh, this is a sports anthem. You know? Yeah. Okay. You can't go to a sporting event now without hearing this. Really? Everywhere. Yeah. High school big. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Marching bands, high school bands play this all the time. All right. You know, it seems like over the past maybe twenty years, some bands have angled for that. Remember that song? All, all I do is win. What? Which singer did that? Which rapper? DJ Khaled, your favorite. That put him on the map. <laughs> Another one. Another one. But that put him on the map and and definitely got him with the sports community. I think we could get DJ Khaled in here and be uh, like the house band. Easily. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> or Pitbull. Uh, Pitbull oh, is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely go. performing at the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The after party. He had one move on stage, and yeah. it was that. <laughs> but it was entertaining. He got everybody going. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pitbull. The Pitbull. Yes, Todd. Who came up with. Dun, dun, dun. Is that a thing? Is that a song? Is just nobody, nobody loves theme songs more than Todd. Let's take a break. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Okay. Yeah, we started towards the bottom and now we're here. Yeah, okay. Right. okay. <laughs> That's how I like to say okay. it. Right? Blue. Okay. <laughs> we began towards the bottom. Now we're right up now here. Now we're here. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't I yeah, I should give Drake a chance. Yeah. I think Drake's sports yeah, no, I've, I've said that. That, that the whole uh, I'm shooting layups with the Kentucky Wildcats, and and now I'm right there with the Toronto Raptors. I'm sitting courtside. I could get in and you know in a second if somebody's injured, you know I could be there. I don't know why that bothered me. Yeah, Mark, maybe because you were a real ball player. Yeah, not, not even trying to be funny, but he couldn't play and you could play. He's like. Yeah. But, you know, I'd probably be the same way if I was in his position. Hell like, yeah. hey, you come. Oh, no, I, I get that. I mean, it's like I'm not an actor, but because I know Adam Sandler, I get to be in movies. And you got probably, you know, people are like, he's no actor. And I'm like, I, I, I get that. But I get the opportunity to be in all these movies. Do you see where Sandler was playing hoops yesterday in New York with Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. Chalamet's got game? Yes. Huh. Yeah. He looks so wispy. Very wispy, but uh, judging from the photos, and I reached out to Sandman. I said, uh, how's it going? He said, great. But, uh, Just balling with Chalamet. Yeah. I, I don't know if they were playing hoops and didn't know each other was going to be playing hoops, but they had a pickup game, and uh, the actor Timothy Chalamet looked like he had a little bit of game there. Adam Sandler was wearing a shirt that said, let me ask my wife, which I just thought was <laughs> hilarious. It's a great shirt. He didn't spend a lot on wardrobe. He does not. I, I'm guessing that the him and Fritzy don't spend a lot on wardrobe. Do not. No. But Sandler probably gets everything free wherever he goes, and you get everything free from this show. Yes, Pauline. I thought Timothy Chalamet was French. Is he American? Yeah. I, I, I've never heard the guy speak before. I don't know. I don't know his movies. I've seen him on TV, and yes. he's very famous. I thought with that name, Chalamet, I assumed he was a French kid. I think he has an accent on his uh, <laughs> on his name. But he's from, I think, uh, Manhattan. Lower. Oh, yeah, born on the uh, west side of Manhattan. Yeah, He's yeah. a boss, man, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, he's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big deal. Great actor. But uh, he and Sandman there. He has some funny, uh, like, Apple, I want to say Apple TV commercials or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, Sneaky the, funny. The ladies like him. The girls, he's big in my household with at least one of my daughters. It's like, you know, Timothy Chalamet. Well, you see him come on screen and you're like, man, is this kid just killing life yeah. or what? Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's doing okay. Is he like Harry Styles level or not there yet? A in that's, a different way, but he's there. That's okay. probably a good comparison, yeah, actually. He's there. He's there. He's a, he's, he's a serious actor. He's in films, Sandler's in movies. Okay. Yeah, he, he's a serious actor. But he's in Dune. Uncut Gems was a film. Yes, but that was done by the Safdie brothers. Okay. So they, they do films. So would that be a crossover event for uh, Sandman? Like Chicago PD and Chicago Fire? He, he should have had a, an Oscar nomination for Uncut Gems. Yeah, he should and, well, and Punch Drunk Love, too. He yeah. got a lot of respect yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. People are always like, man, he can act. And I go, he's an actor. Yeah. He just does goofy things. <laughs> it, it's almost like Robin Williams. Sometimes you look forward to oh, yeah. him in the, in the serious roles. I I always like Robin Williams when he wasn't being all wired out Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, I I just I found it uncomfortable when he'd be on these talk shows and he would just take over and I'd be like, oh, enough, 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 enough. There's like a Jim Carrey element yes, there too yeah. where Jim Carrey can be uh sort of that Robin Williams bouncing off the walls thing yeah. and then he can also be really like super soft and sensitive. 
uh, as an actor, too. Well, if you look at Goodwill Hunting, yeah, uh, even Good Morning Vietnam, there was still a little bit of that. Yeah. But, I mean, he was so talented. I always wanted him a little softer, uh, just not as pronounced. Mm. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Uh, Rick Neuheisel will talk uh, the state of college football coming up. He is uh, Devontae Adams, the Raiders wide receiver. He's uh, working with Project Food Box, which we'll talk about here in a moment. We've been talking about uh, pump-up songs here. What's the pump-up song that you have before you go out and play a game? Pump-up song. Man, I don't know. I don't really have a go-to pump-up song. I'm, I'm usually already pretty jacked up and pumped <laughs> up before I go out there. What so do you usually? <laughs> do believe, you have... believe it or not, I play a little Erica Badu or something, something soothing, something that kind of calms me down before I go out. And then maybe, maybe you hear some Migos or some, some, uh, some Mozzie for the Bay Area guys, or you know, maybe I'm playing some J Cole or something like that. I don't, I don't really need any crazy type of music to get me going because my my heart rate is usually going pretty crazy before before the game even gets there usually i like so, that okay so you have calm down music yeah yeah i like i like r&b throughout the day just to kind of keep me level and then i might spike it up right before we go out or play something over the speakers in the locker room or something like that um at the last minute what's the oddest place you've ever been recognized wow that's a great question the oddest place I would say in a convenience store in Medellin, Colombia. <laughs> okay. How did that work? I mean, walk me through it here. Well, um, I was on a trip out there. One of my best friends, he was teaching English out there. So he was um, right, out of high, right out of college. We all did our own thing. I obviously went to the Packers and he went to uh, to Columbia and was teaching uh, English course out there. And I was out there with him on like, a, I think it was like a Friday night or something. We were um, uh, of age. So we were grabbing a nice adult beverage. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I'm in one of the, one of the aisles and this guy is like, I mean, he's speaking just obviously, I mean, it's like 90, probably 5% Spanish out there. I mean, it's not a lot of English. This guy's talking to somebody and he hits a corner and he literally stops in his tracks immediately looks at me and he says, Devante Adams. <laughs> and, I was like, and, and that's the, one of the reasons I love it so much out there is that it's so good for my social anxiety. I can kind of move around like a normal, you know, human being and, and go to the grocery store and do stuff like that. So when he did that, it kind of, kind of like threw me off a little bit because I wasn't really ready to be recognized, especially in that moment. I've been recognized out there before, but, it was like maybe nine thirty at night, and it just literally like three people in this small store, and this guy right there. <laughs> but the social anxiety how does that how does that affect you when you're playing, uh, you know, games, being interviewed? People want to talk to you before or after a game. Yeah. How do you get? How do you manage that? For me, it's it. It really doesn't spike, or I don't really feel it, in, unless it's a situation where. I, I feel like I'm 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 trying to live and be amongst the commoners and in you know a situation where if I'm at a game or dealing with media and stuff like that I'm already anticipating that so it really doesn't do the same thing but you know if I'm in Vegas I can't just go into you know the wind shops or the you know go to the mall or something like that that's when my social anxiety is going crazy because I'm in a place where people have a lot of access to me and it's not for a you know a particular reason. It's more for, you know, they just have the the free access to come up and talk to me, ask me questions and things like that, which I love to do. But, you know, it's a little different when you're in a public place and everybody can come from all different angles. You know, what? if I'm at a, But how is it different it, in Green Bay? Um, well, Green was Bay, it? to be honest, it, it wasn't very much different. It was um, in Green Bay. The difference is you have uh, more of football fanatics. So it's like a a sense of, um, you know, our, our football hero. And it's it's more of just that. So when they, you know, would come across him, it was more like, you know, a sense of like a family thing. But in Vegas, it's a different types of fans. You got people that don't care at all about football, but they just know you as a figure. They see, you know, the billboards on the strip and all that stuff. So it's more of like a more intense type of interaction than what it was in Green Bay. He's Devontae Adams, and uh, he's working with a Project Food Box an organization helping hunger nonprofits deliver fresh produce to uh, 
underserved communities. In fact, you're getting ready to do that now. How did you get involved in this? Well, got connected through uh, my marketing guy with the with the the you know the great man that, that runs this, um, and had the opportunity to talk to him, um, and and started with the my cleat my cause um, collaboration idea, and kind of turned into a little bit more just because it was kind of an organic, um, you know, interaction, and it just it kind of hit home with me because growing up I didn't have those type that type of access to you know, food banks where you could literally have, you know, fresh groceries and, and you know, healthy foods, not just stuff people come dropping off, st- dropping off stuff at your door, but it's more customized and catered to your diet and what you, um, what you need specifically. So when, when I think about helping people that are less fortunate and then also being able to give them the top notch things, you know, cause these, these farmers get connected with these food banks and it's, it's fresh from the source. So, having those type of things to where it's, you know, we're not dropping off cookies and a bunch of just discarded goodies. It's, it's really good stuff. That's, that's great for cooking and, you know, just um, directly eating as well. So that kind of hit home for me and it was kind of a no brainer. It's called project food box and he'll be visiting a food bank in Vegas today. When's the last time you talked to Josh Jacobs? Um, talked to Josh Jacobs uh, recently. It was probably maybe about th- three or four days ago. What did you say? You know, I just I just told him to keep his head. Um, you know, this is my tenth year now. I've been through the the contract process um, a total of three times now. Um, you know, it's a little easier when you first come in, and then once you start doing your thing on the field, and then makes things a little bit more interesting come contract time. So, basically, just told him I, I understand where he's coming from. You know, you gotta you gotta do what you have to do. Um, you know, in in order to um you know feel your your worth and you can't just do something that your heart's not in so at the end of the day if it's if it doesn't make sense to you you got to do what you got to do um but at the same time i try to present all the things to him that you know the positives is coming back um you know he and i are really close so when it comes to the the connection and you know i just try to remind him of the opportunities we have to potentially do something special together and um, I also let them know that, you know, I play with a great deal of running backs, really good running backs. And there's only a handful that I feel like I could go to literal war with. And he's one of those guys. Um, so when I think about winning a Super Bowl and what it takes to win one, you know, because I haven't done that yet. I think about having a guy like him, on, you know, in the backfield, um, you know, by my side, another dog that's ready to to go to war and and do whatever it takes to get it done. I mean, one of the toughest guys I've ever been around. Um, and, I mean, the growth that I saw, obviously didn't know him very well before this, um, not having been around him as much, but uh, the growth that I saw from the previous year to this last year, um, you know, I don't I don't ever want to take credit for anything, but I know that when when you get around other people that are, that are like you or that push you, it kind of brings the best out of you, which is kind of the Aaron Rodgers effect with me. I feel like having Aaron early in my career, um, his mindset, his work ethic, and um, yeah, honestly, the work ethic is is through the roof. But like I said, just the way he thinks about the game, the way he approaches it, um, it puts so much of of the way he does it, you know, into into my craft. And I was able to kind of steal a few things. And I think the same thing happened with with both of you know me and Josh. You yeah. know, I feel like. He helped me with some of that stuff, and it was great having another dog next to me out there um, and, and vice versa. So try to just give him as much as I can without trying to steer his mind anywhere because I know what that process is like, and I know what it's like when, you know, you're you're going back and forth with the club about numbers and all those things. So don't want to be, be naive in a situation, but also want to make sure that he um, is aware of everything that comes with it and also, um, you know, the opportunity that we have together. What's your favorite Aaron Rodgers story? Well, I have my favorite, but I can't share that one. So that's the one I want to hear. <laughs> um, if you want me and Aaron to look, our, our friendship has we've sustained it, <laughs> and we've done a good job of even maybe kicking it up to a new level. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Since leaving, so if you want, if you want to keep that intact and no issues, then. I cannot share one of them. Okay. It's not even that bad. It's just a, it's just a story that kind of got to stay within the team. And if he ever sees this, he nope. will. Okay. Fair he'll, enough. Fair enough. He'll know okay. what the, what Second the story best is. Aaron Rodgers story that you'll be telling your grandkids. 
Um, well, I'll tell you the story. This was this was a veteran in a in a rookie story. Um, it's not that crazy, but it but it is. It just shows you the intensity and kind of what I was just referring to. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, my I believe it was week two of 2014, my rookie year. Um, week one, we played Seattle, opened up the season, and I think I played like eight plays. So I didn't really get too much action that day. Um, so week two against the Lions in Detroit, we're in that crazy stadium and crazy things happen in there. So, you know, I've done everything about as good as you could. I was in my book like like no other rookie in the world. And, um, you know, we have, we, have, we have signals. We use signals a lot over there. You guys saw us looking, looking over, giving me a signal, something quick. So we had a signal that was basically like this. And then we had a signal that was like this. So that and that. So looks over to me. And to his, in his defense, I technically should have known which one it was because you. Well, need they're very a, similar you know, looking, though, Devontae. Very similar. This and and a key and in, in, in that one look very similar. So, at the line, he's saying going through the cadence, green nineteen, and in between, he throws one of those signals out there. My brain just starts doing backflips and crashing in the walls, all types of stuff. So. I, I freak out and I just pick one. So I don't even think of the fact that I need another person with me to do the the other one, the, the one that I did. So I do the wrong thing and I run a slant. He throws a little quick, quick screen to me. Obviously, I don't catch this ball. <laughs> the corner follows me. The ball flies out of bounds. It was like goes to like third down or something. He comes sprinting over to me basically during the game, like just just let me have it. And and Dominican Sue looked over at him. It was so awkward. Like they, they didn't even, they couldn't even make fun. So he looks over because I'm so confused. Like, what do you mean? I didn't even in my head, I'm like, I did the right thing. And he's going off on me. He's like, and I tell him, and what what the worst thing that you can do in that situation is is to just tell him talk back what you were thinking. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you just you just gotta say, My bad. Like that's on me, especially <laughs> as a young guy, especially, you know, ten years ago or whatever that was. So this man runs over there and does that. And Dominican Sue looks at him, looks at me as we're like right all next to each other now. And he goes, Ooh, you in trouble. <laughs> and that was like one of the worst feelings I've ever had on the field. Oh. I couldn't say anything. One, I can't say anything because it's in Dominican Sue and I'm a rookie anyway. Second, I mean, I literally was in trouble. And he, I mean, I couldn't say anything about it. So that was, that was probably one of the better, better ones. And then um, safe to say, I didn't make that mistake anymore. That's good. Yeah. You've done done well since then. Uh, great to have you on. Good luck with the uh, Project uh, Food Box there. We appreciate your time. Good luck this upcoming season, Devontae. Thank you, boss. Much appreciated. That's uh, Devontae Adams, the Raiders. Yeah, I could uh, – but he's making two hand signals for those listening on radio. So one is uh, like you're starting a car, jingling keys, and then other one's got three fingers out. But if you look at it, as he was showing, they're very similar. And I'm guessing Rogers probably flashed that quickly, like, hey, I'm going to throw a little screen to you. And he's getting it. And he's going, I, I don't know what he – wait, which one are we doing? And then he runs a slant. And I could imagine Rogers being a perfectionist running over there like, you know, what are you doing, man? But the fact that Dominican Sue being sensitive in the moment, like can't even make fun of it. That's good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'd be the backup singer. Yeah. And that's all I'd say. That's all I'd do. Yeah, Marv. Fritzy's getting us pumped up. I love this song. This is your pump-up song? It really is. I love it. Oh, I thought that was a joke. Oh, my God. How, what are you getting pumped up for? I just think it's great. It's just, it just motivates me, and I'll go for a nice walk or whatever I'm doing. I'm like, it's just very positive. Nothing's <laughs> going to stop this. I'm going to have a good day, and let's go. And a don't brisk worry about, walk? Yeah. Don't worry about anybody or anything. Do your, be you and just enjoy and go do your, do your thing. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Well, we, we may have to take a minute on this. A pump-up. Was it? This right? isn't a pump-up song. It talks about leaving other people behind. That they they don't got anything going on. They don't oh, know what's going okay, on. Okay, well, you know, can't, you can't stop us now. Yeah, we're on the move. We but, really, really yeah. got the groove. I, mean, well, I don't see. I don't really. I don't see why this is such a crazy like. It's not like it's like jewel. You know, uh, my hands are small. I know. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, nah, this is a good song. So what? many things have held them of down. All the songs you can pick and all the lyrics, and you do something with small hands from Jewel. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? Well, I was wondering why Marvin was just Marvin looking at just me. I'm like, around. what? Yeah. What? What did I what say? What are you doing? All right, sorry, Marvin. Okay, I, I, I should say <laughs> once again, it's it's your song, and if it pumps you up, Todd, then I, I should be fine. But with just that. from the beginning, so many things have held us down. Now it looks like things are finally coming around. And... Rick Neuheisel is a former college coach. He coached a couple of places. Now he's a college football analyst at CBS. He was there at the SEC Media Days and kind enough to join us. I mentioned earlier in the show, we were talking about the reason that we love the SEC is because it's a soap opera. You got storylines. What would you say is the biggest storyline in the SEC soap opera this year? Uh, can Nick catch Kirby? Kirby has gone past. The apprentice has gone past the master. Can Nick now reclaim it? And is really that the challenge for Nick? Because here's Brian Kelly having just arrived on the scene in this menagerie of action at LSU speaking the Southern accent. And so can Brian <laughs> Kelly go past Nick? I mean, it's kind of a race right there. And then who's in position number four? Who's going to be that, uh, that is it the Arkansas chugabug, right? From the old days. Is it uh, Ole Miss? Is it uh, South Carolina? Shane Beamer looks like he's got a little momentum. Spencer Rattler was very interested. And certainly Tennessee has uh, flexed. Joe Milton was as impressive as anybody I saw on the hoof last year. He had a great orange bulk, and he parlayed that into a great year. 
Help me understand what Lane Kiffin is saying, trying to say, didn't do well in saying when talking about name, image, and likeness with the kids in the transfer portal, and uh, it's making a mess or chaos of college football. Well, he, he, on our radio program, broke it down from a culture standpoint. It's an impossibility, he said, to create culture any longer uh, because people are coming and going so uh, quickly. He says the only good thing about it is you can get over uh, the depletion of your roster, whether it be through graduation or injury, because you can go fix it quickly. Uh, in the old days, you had to develop freshmen to get that done. No, no longer. But in terms of the locker room and creating a culture and some people that are going to, you know, buy into a loyalty idea about a university, those days are gone. That's Pollyanna stuff. Okay, but he should always preface this by saying yes. I was at Tennessee for 12 hours before I left in the middle of the night to go to USC. Like, he can't say these things without somebody going, Lane, uh, there's a little hypocrisy here. And whether he was secretly negotiating with Auburn last year to then get a raise at Ole Miss, you just can't say those things, but then bemoan the fact that what's happening with college football. But he'd be quick to remind you. But that's been going on forever on the coaching side. <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. we're not talking about fair. <laughs> fair is where you give a blue ribbon to a pig. <laughs> uh, help me understand the state of the Pac-12 because I was told all along San Diego State was going to the Pac-12. It had to have been going to the Pac-12. They basically said goodbye to the Mountain West. They were on their way, and then somewhere along the road, they just – somebody, George Klyovkov, must have got on the phone and said, listen, we're short some money in this league. All of our schools are hemorrhaging because of this Comcast nightmare where they ha were overpaying Comcast for so long. Comcast now wants their money back. They know that this television deal isn't going to be great, so everybody's trying to tighten their belt. And one way to tighten their belt is not to pay extra schools. So they put the extra schools on notice that, hey, we're going to hold off on this deal. And San Diego State now looks like they've got egg all over their face. Their athletic director has just won the athletic director of the year and now is <laughs> walking around going, what? And fortunately, Mountain the Mountain West said, you can come back. You can come back. Yeah. With your tail between your legs. With your tail between your legs. And by the way, we're going to keep a big portion of the cash <laughs> that you brought to the deal uh, by virtue of your great basketball run. But, uh, yeah, it, it, listen, all you need to know about the Pac-12, and it breaks my heart to even talk this way, but it's a one-day media session. I mean, we just went four days in Nashville yeah. with the SEC. We're going to have two in Indianapolis. It's one day. It's two with the Big 12 because George Klyovkov, God bless him, doesn't want to get up there and have to talk TV. They've got their best quarterbacks in, in years, right? Such a wonderful league for quarterbacks and offenses. They had five offenses go for over 500 yards a game last year, and yet here they are. Let's get this over. And Dion's not even coming. And Dion, their, their star of the show, is not even coming to the deal. Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports uh, college football analyst, former Colorado head coach. I uh, criticized Dion kind of harshly at the beginning of this week that nobody was up in arms when he, how he went in and told those kids on camera, hey, right. see ya. Everybody's like, yeah, new sheriff in town, Dion. And I went, told him to take their hats off yeah. while he was wearing hats. <laughs> I, 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 I was embarrassed for Dion. That, that, that's not how you do it. And, and we, we gave him credit. Look, maybe I'm naive to this, but that's not how you do it. If you do it, do it with the respect you say it to their faces, but not on camera. These are kids, and they're told, you're not good enough. See ya. Yeah. The, uh, some will go as far as to say, don't hate the player, hate the game. The game is now we can move people. Mel Tucker did it. Lincoln Riley did it. But they didn't do it on camera, yeah. right? Dion was a you know, a, a snowplow going through that locker room, just knocking everybody out of the way. And we'll wait and see what the results will be. One of the more fascinating stories this year is the pressure on, not Dion, Shadur. His son. Shadur's got the pressure on him. He's going to be have to go and step up his game to a level where four of their first five games are against TCU, Nebraska. I know it's not the Nebraska of old, but it's still Nebraska. And then you're going to play Oregon and, and uh, USC. 
in weeks four and five. So, I mean, holy smokes, Shadur has got to show up. I wanted to ask you about Caleb Williams. A lot of times when we have this can't miss at quarterback, but he's there for one more year is when we really zero in and we start to analyze and then you look for the flaws. If it was Matt Leinart or Matt Barkley or, uh, you know, you can go down the the list of quarterbacks that maybe stayed one year longer. Well, Caleb Williams had to stay one year longer. But right. what would be the flaws that you would be concerned about with Caleb Williams? You know, I don't see any. Uh, he is a special talent. Zero. Now, Nothing? What I, what I do, well, that fingernail polish was stupid <laughs> that was stupid but would you tell him as a coach get rid of the fingernail polish 100 percent, i would have told him okay 100 percent, i would have told him i said why what, why what if he going... would have said to you i make more than you do coach <laughs> i would have said you do and you should be happy about it and i'd like you to negotiate my next deal <laughs> but uh but there was no reason to alienate voters out there who were going to be uh you know, so pleased with his performances. I mean, he was a special player. Obviously, he got hurt in the Utah uh, playoff game or the the uh, championship game by the Pac-12. But uh, there there are no flaws. He, oh, I mean, boy. what he sees, his ability to extend plays. He's Pat Mahomes. He's Bryce Young. He's all of that in my mind. Can't miss. Can't miss. What should Northwestern do next? Wow, that's a morass. Um, they got to get to the bottom of it. They can't. They can't start rebuilding and have it keep getting torn down by you know more players coming in. They they've really got to dig deep and make sure that when they're done with this, they're done with it. But is it a good uh, job? It's a good job because it's in the it's in the Big Ten, and if you're in, the, it's like Vanderbilt. I was with Clark Lee uh at uh, the sec days and and clark won five games and he got a deal through 28 right uh he's it, it's a good job because it's in that league and players want to be in that league and if northwestern always the question with these uh high academic restriction schools are they going to play the transfer game if they'll let you get transfers ucla has done that for chip kelly UCLA ha has let him play a transfer game. If they'll let them play the transfer game, you can fix that quickly. But you got to get the nonsense behind you. Uh, I'm I'm told that they're reaching out for kind of like a special assistant for you know somebody from who's got experienced chops. Skip Holtz and Dave Wanstead. I'm told we're turning it down. Uh, I don't know what they're asking them to do, but uh, for the young guy, Coach Braun, to go in there and have no not even know the last names of many of the kids on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. That's, that's tough chore. But how much should a coach know about everything going on with the program? It's your job to know. You, you have to have people to know. And the problem I have with that is there's a couple of guys who've been on that staff more than 10 years, in particular, the strength coach. He has to know what's going on. But on did that you field. have a spy on your coaching staffs where they would find out and then report back to you, hey, keep an eye on this? You don't go in the locker room for the reasons that Pat talked about in terms of that's their place, that's their sanctuary, but you have people that go in that locker room. So if things are happening there, we can address them. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, we have a bet here. Notre Dame in five years, Big Ten or independent or other? Five years. I Listen. The 12-team playoff is going to allow Notre Dame to do as exactly as they've done because they can go 10-2 and two and get to the playoff. Yeah. They do not need to come into a deal. Into a, now, if there are more machinations with realignment and we're talking about you know, the NCAA no longer being a part of it and a new playoff concoction because we're heading into a new playoff deal, then Notre Dame will be forced into the Big Ten, and that will be where they'll go. The Big Ten. Okay. So in five years, if we have a change in college football, yes, Notre Dame will be independent or Big Ten? Uh, if there's a change in college football, they'll be in the Big Ten. Good to talk to you as always, Rick. Thanks for joining us. Man, you look spry today. Uh, yeah. You, you, it's the summer. It's just uh, you look the part. My well, friend. I'm I'm retiring in four and a half years. I don't know if you knew that. I made that public. You, you've. You've let it out that yeah. you're done in four and a half. Yeah. Nobody That's when you does know this. you're a big time. <laughs> when, there's, when there's a countdown clock that begins with the thousand. 
<laughs> days left on the tour of duty. Okay, who That's lasts when you longer? Know you're a big time. Who lasts longer, me or Saban? I'm four and a half years. Is Saban coaching in five years? You are going to be doing this, and Nick is going to be playing more golf. I think. I think the next time Nick uh, lifts a trophy, it's his last. Thank you, Rick. See you, Val. That's Rick Neuheisel, former college coach. He's good. I'd like to see him get another opportunity to coach, but don't think it's going to happen. But uh, I always love his insights. Very, uh, very interesting with what happened with the Pac-12. I mean, even his thoughts that he had with Caleb Williams. I don't like when somebody says can't miss because they can all miss. I was watching a clip of Tim Hardaway, and he was saying that he would take or he thinks Bowl Bowl is more ready to play, I think, in the NBA than Victor Wambayama. Okay. I don't know exactly what that means. Like, physically, is he ready? Uh, Skill set is uh, Bowl Bowl better than Victor Wambayama? And I don't know if Tim Hardaway, who's a Hall of Famer, is saying that Bowl Bowl is a better player than Victor Wambayama. But I thought, well, that's interesting. And everybody has to have a hot take, but that might be one that people re- going to remember. Bull Bull is uh, more ready. Well, Bull Bull has been in the NBA for a couple of years, and now I think he's going to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Bull Bull's on his uh, third team. Mm. He averaged nine points and six rebounds, 21 minutes a game. He's a nice second-tier player. Yeah. But I but I don't know what that means that he like he's physically ready because they're very both very slim. But yeah, he should be more ready. He's had a couple of years to understand the NBA and get a little bit bigger. But I don't think Tim is suggesting that Bull Bull is going to be better than Victor Wambayama. At least I hope not. Uh Rick talked about Notre Dame, Big Ten. I think what happens when, if I was in a different conference and I wanted to have a better chance, like the Pac-12, you've opened the door that if I I can be good in a suspect conference and I can play in the playoffs. And you've you've extended the playoffs. But because of that, now you have more, there's no limit on the SEC teams that can play. Like, you know, if we move this to 16 teams, then... You know, you can have four or five from the SEC, a couple from the Big Ten, and maybe one from the... That's why I was wondering about Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Pac-12 to go to the SEC. Yes, you're going to get more money, but what are your chances of winning getting into the playoffs? I mean, you got a lot of competition there, but I always wondered that, that, uh, you know, how many teams do you get out of the Big Ten? Do you get two? Do you get... Four out of the SEC or five? Um, Because it's the rankings. If you win your conference and then it's the rankings, if I take the power five, I just think we're headed towards professionalism. I just think we are. That we should just stop fooling everybody and say that this is is a professional football, a feeder system to the NFL. And just treat it as such. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.